and welcome to KYRP. I'm William, here with my friend Sean to talk to you about your rights and how to handle police encounters. Every day, 28,917 people are arrested by the police. We're going to talk about some tips and tricks that can help you with these encounters. One important thing to remember is honestly not to talk to the police. While this may seem counterintuitive, talking to the police can never help you and in most cases hurts you. Yeah. So what they say is anything you say can and will be used against you, but not for you in the court of law. So there's literally nothing you could say that make, could make it better and everything you could say that could make it worse. Exactly. And if that's not enough for you, if they find that even a small bit of your statement is not true, that can be incriminating evidence for lying to the police. Also, um, they can um, give you compound sentence questions like, you don't mind if I search this bag, do you? If you say yes, it's like, yes, you don't mind. If you say no, it's like, no, I don't mind. So either way, it's kind of like, it works either way. Exactly. And that leads us perfectly into the Fourth Amendment, which states, The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing place to be searched, and the persons or things to be seized. And this is essentially saying that the police can't search or take your stuff without a warrant or cause. So we'll go over some phrases that you need to know that cannot be twisted in police encounters. The first one is, um, I do not consent to any searches because if they are asking to search you, then that means they need permission. Even if they say they don't need permission, if they are asking, that means they need permission. So always say, I do not consent to any searches. Exactly. And um, another great statement is, am I free to go? Because it forces them at that exact point in time to make a decision um, about whether or not they are detaining you because so that they can't just keep on questioning you without having to detain you. And once they detain slash arrest you, you um, you say the third phrase, which is, I have nothing to say. If you're a minor, you say, I have nothing to say until I can speak to my parents or lawyer. Or if you're just a normal person, you can say, I have nothing to say until I can speak to my lawyer. And yeah, after you've been arrested, shut up. So um, these are some simple ways to handle police encounters. Um, yeah, thank you. That's about it for... KYRP today. When we come back, we'll talk about the court's interpretation of the First Amendment. Welcome back to KYRP. Now we are going to be talking about how the court interpreted certain amendments. A lot of people get mad when they're censored online because they feel like it's a violation of their First Amendment rights. But those people are wrong. In October of 2018, the Supreme Court ruled that First Amendment constraints do not apply to private platforms. Yeah, you have to remember that the Constitution only applies to governments or organizations and property. Now that we have cleared up who the First Amendment applies to, we are going to talk about another interesting debate about profanity in public. Many people believe that the First Amendment covers all speech, but they would be wrong. There is some speech that the First Amendment does not cover. In fact, in the Chaplinsky versus New Hampshire case, the Supreme Court ruled that profanity in public is not covered by the First Amendment. More self-expression that is not covered because it is under the category of true threat ca category includes obscenity, child pornography, fighting words, and the advocacy of imminent 
lawless action. In case you are wondering, First Amendment states, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. As you may have noticed, the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law, etc., etc., not that you have the right to these things. That's important. Let's go back to the Fourth Amendment. There are a couple of interesting debates regarding the Fourth Amendment. One interesting debate is about when public school students can be searched, considering that the school is government property. But you also have to remember that they're minors, so they have diminished rights. In the Supreme Court case of New Jersey versus TLO, 1985, the court concluded that the school environment requires an easing of the restrictions to which searches by public authorities are normally subject. School officials, therefore, do not need probable cause or a warrant to search school students because it's in the interest of public safety. That's it for this episode of KYRP. If you enjoyed and want to learn more, subscribe to KYRP wherever you get your podcasts.